happy Friday, Greater Emmanuel. We are here again. I'm waiting on you to come in. Type in the comment section. Say, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Hey, y'all. Hey, family. I'm super excited. I am Sister Kiera Sheer Kelly, and I'm super excited to serve you once again. I said Wednesday Bishop would be here, um, but Bishop has been busy. He is on the job. He is on the task, and he is fulfilling his purpose. So we're praying and covering our leader. Um, so I hope that you are being blessed by the word because I know um, I can't fill his shoes because that's he's just a legend in the game. And so I just hope that you are blessed um, by tonight's word and you were blessed too by Wednesday's word. So let's jump into it. We were talking about Elijah in spiritual exhaustion. And I, of course, honor our first lady, Dr. Karen Clark Sheard. I love our leader so much. God is good. Let me backtrack. Slow down, Key. Say a quick prayer. Make sure you go before the Lord. I went before him, but let me go before him with you. Father, we thank you for your grace and your mercy. God, I'm here again asking that you help me. I can't do it without you. And I acknowledge that. I come before you as your humble servant, as your, your people. Um, and I ask, Lord God, that you just anoint me and give me a word that will encourage someone today, God. Allow us to come again on Sunday so that we can keep being fueled with your word, Father God, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves. We give you the glory, God. We give you the praise. And God, I thank you that this will be successful in your sight, my strength. You are my redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's jump into it. So I left off talking about Elijah, um, a few things about Elijah. He was a prophet. He had been with the Lord. He had many successes that the Lord had ordained in his life. He rode that current. He got off track. Um, then he had a battle or a wrestle with um, Jezebel, and he ran for his life. After a while, we talked about the spiritual exhaustion that he had gone through. We understand that at that point, he was assigned to, to the children of Israel, the children of Israel, they want to do any everything they want to do for a long time. Boy, boy, they had a hard head. Um, but then we learned how the Lord restored Elijah. We talked about ways of how he restored Elijah. It was through rest. It was through um, sleep. It was through the angel. It was through food and nourishment. And so we talked about, too, how uh, worship is, is a lifestyle. It's not just some of the things that we've limited it to be, but it is more. God is calling for us to go deeper. He wants all of us. I think it was John Legend that said, all of me wants all of you. God is saying that I want even more of you um, because there are some parts of you that you don't even know about yourself. And so I'm excited about diving into this word. So we left off to about defeating some habits, but making sure that we are restored because too, we operate off of survival mode. So I read the last scripture that I read, I think Wednesday was 1 Timothy 4 and 8. And uh, we left off at training your body and, and, and the things, how the Lord wants you to be nourished for the journey that he's calling us to. So let's jump to Proverbs 14 and 30. And this scripture struck me. It says, peace of mind means a healthy body. <laughs> That's why spiritual exhaustion is, is, is so effective and it impacts us in such a huge way. Um, I'm going to talk about some other ways, too, of how spiritual exhaustion can get us off our course. So we talked um, when I had the opportunity and the pleasure of serving you last week. And thank you again, Bishop, for this opportunity. I call it, I, I count it a privilege and an honor. But 
um, one of the things that I talked about was not forsaking the assembly of ourselves. So now we understand that we're now going at the feet of the Father, but also going uh, where there is counsel, where our, our leader is one who is chased after God. And so we understand that he's still chasing. And so we're edified with scriptures. We're edified with teachers. The Bible talks about how the body has all of these moving parts in the body. And one of them is being able to listen from our leader who is a part of the body. So peace of mind, what contributes to your peace of mind? Being attached to things that helps you feel alive. You know, we come to church and that's why I think Bishop told us, don't bother everybody when you see them praising them because you don't know what they've been through. <coughs> And sometimes we have fun, we have joy when we see that someone's getting a breakthrough and we see, too, some people that are just dancing because they just want to have a happy dance. And so the thing, too, that I've learned is stay connected to what makes you feel alive. Don't disconnect from the people that you find are edifying. Like, sometimes I've been uh, lately convicted about not canceling or cutting off certain relationships before I have a conversation. So we were talking, too, about how Elijah had this moment where he had this encounter with the Lord but was it was through an angel and we use the reference of the scripture from Hebrews I think it was in 13 where it says there are some people who have entertained angels and they didn't even know it just because they gave good hospitality and so I'm connecting the dots with um, making sure we're connected with people who make us feel alive because sometimes we can have conversational revivals and we talk too about how we should be walking revivals you know I'm a living epistle Paul talked about that and and so the Lord is calling us to this place where he really wants us to know who we are. And I love using that reference that I very often use. But knowing who we are um, and how I think I talk about it in Black Panther where she told T'Challa, show them who you are. And sometimes we need those uh, persons in our lives that make us feel alive. Um, Sometimes we do things off course or we get into certain situations or entanglements because, and listen, honey, I ain't having no issues right now. I'm just giving you ex examples for those of us who minds wonder. But we, some people get into issues or certain relationships because they've had a moment that has made them feel alive. But I have to make sure that it's not just a moment that's defining the relationship, but it is actually the essence of the relationship. So my questions for you, brother and sister, um, speaking of this scripture in Proverbs 14 and 30, peace of mind means a healthy body, but jealousy will rot your bones. What do I have around me? Who do I have around me that is fulfilling me, that is restoring me and reminding me of who the maker thinks that I am, who the maker has called me to be? Hallelujah. In the 31st verse, it says, whoever mistreats the poor insults the maker. Sometimes we have poor moments. Sometimes we make poor choices, but it is my job as a believer and as one, as a part of the body to restore the next person. How can I restore the next person? Through counsel, through encouragement, through affirmations. Okay, so let's jump into what we're talking about today though, Kiara. Amen. So let's go to the 17th chapter of Proverbs um, and let's also read another scripture about um, fueling our bodies with what we need. So it can be conversations, it could be the foods we eat, it could be um, the music we listen to, the ways we have intake. Um, and so in the 22nd verse um, of that 17th chapter, it says, a happy heart is like good medicine, but a broken spirit drains your strength. There it is. It drains your strength. A broken spirit drains your strength. The scripture tells us, this is why you're tired. If I can um, just be transparent, I was in the studio the other day, 
and I was trying to hit my notes, and I'm rather close to my engineer. I call him my brother, and he actually is um, a part of GEI too. But I said, I'm tired. I tried to hit my note. I'm tired. He said, yeah, you are tired. You, you struggling today. But we went on and we pushed through. We were both tired because we had actually done work over the weekend. But in that moment, we both were saying while we were trying to fulfill and complete a task, we were tired. We was in the studio like zombies. Here God gives you an opportunity, but because you didn't say no to what was not contributing to your purpose, when you have your due date or in the moment of that assignment, you're too exhausted to fulfill what really has been assigned to you. Now, I'm not saying that moment it was that, but sometimes that's what we do. What have I given so much of my time to to now that I am actually sitting at the appointed time at the appointment of my life, I'm tired and now I can't do what I'm supposed to do. God is saying, I don't want you to run for your life. I want you to do your thing. I heard somebody say, a great philosopher say, I want you to do your thug thizzle. You've been thugging it out this long. I need you to fulfill it because this is the time that was a part of the predestination. I've predestined you. I knew you before you were in your mother's womb. I knew this. I knew that. God knew it all. He's omniscient. He's omniscient present. He's the author of it all. So if he's the author of it all, what day is there that I don't see that I'm so distracted by today that I can't get to there successfully and be who I'm called to be in that moment? Here, Elijah, and in this scripture, we're talking in Proverbs, but our initial uh, subject of the matter was Elijah. Elijah went through that way of life. He saw all the successes that God was, and God is saying, listen, I don't want you to get sidetracked. All right, spiritual exhaustion. So God had these moments when he had him sleep, he had him eat. I want to remind you today that you're supposed to be here. I've, I've told this sermon before, but the Lord dealt with me before uh, a little bit more on this um, topic. Sometimes when we are tired, we'll doubt that we are supposed to be or we're not supposed supposed to be in a place that God said you're supposed to be there. And sometimes our spiritual exhaustion or our physical exhaustion, it can eat at us. It can eat at our minds and the enemy will use you against yourself. He'll, the enemy will have you to think because I'm so tired and because you know how sometimes you, somebody will try to argue with you and you'd be like, baby, I don't even feel like arguing with you. When actually you probably should defend yourself in that one moment, not all the time. Because some things, Bible says you, we don't got to, you know, have all of these, um, conversations of folly. Or the, it's a scripture where it talks about false doctrine and it's like you don't even got to entertain that conversation. But there are some moments that we're supposed to have, some conversations that I do need to give my time to, but instead I cut it off because I'm spiritually tired. And sometimes we do that with our families. We do that with our children. We do that with our parents. There could be a simple misunderstanding, but because I'm spiritually exhausted and I'm just over it, I don't even want to talk about it no more. And so the Lord has really been dealing Dealing with me um, with those relationships that are like fountains. If you think about relationships that God will give us, they're like fountains. A fountain refreshes itself. But a drain, if you think about a drain, sometimes we get confused. Hallelujah. The drain with the fountain. Because there's a lot of water, it could just be that the drain is clogged up. So it looks like the contents that you are standing in is what will fill you. But in a drain, that, that's just recycling the water. That's not refreshing the water. It's just giving you the same thing that you dealt with 
it over and over again. So yes, you're going to get tired, but the Lord wants you to have an ever-freshing relationship. I think about that juice, ever-fresh, that we have, but that's that got stuff in it, praise God. But that's just Kiki being, you know, okay. That fruit punch, ever-fresh, though, if, I don't know if that's just a Midwest thing, and I know we got members all over the country, but if you get to Michigan, you get you a fruit punch, ever-fresh, baby, it's going to bless your life. Okay, let me stick to the task, stick to the task, as the bishop would say. He wants to give us fountain-like relationships, not draining relationships. He wants the relationship to fill you up. Fill me up till I overflow. I want to run over. The Lord wants to give you some things in your life, in our lives, where it's overflowing to where I got to share it. I got to share it. You ever have some friends where they're possessive of you and they want to hoard you and they want, and it becomes a little complicated because there's so much I have to give. And I have all of this to give because God put it in me. And so I want to encourage you to know the difference between the relationships that are in your life, if they are like fountains, look at it. Look at the content of it, uh, the contents of it, if it is ever, if it is. Uh, refreshing me, if it's giving me answers, if it's refueling me, if it's doing all of the things that connects with the character and the hallelujah, the spirit of God, then that is of the Lord. But if it's draining me when the water gets dirty, it's just clogged up. It's the same stuff that I already washed off of me and now it's just going back to the bottom, but it's getting back on me. There's a difference with the relationships that God says yes to versus what we say yes to. And the Lord wants us to get out of spiritual exhaustion. So here I was doing some study psychologically when you think of abuse sometimes abusive people feel like there's not abused people we feel and, and I've had moments where it's just been like verbal abuse or things like this in previous you know relationships things that I've said yes to and we'll learn and, and feel like there's nothing else better out there because we've been conditioned by the contents of that draining relationship but here the Lord is saying I want you to be free from that what they told you you were you are not what they told you you would be you are not and you won't be if you listen to the promises and the identity that I've attached to you I promise you you'll walk in victory I promise you you'll walk in freedom I promise you that you'll walk on another level that you didn't even think that you were amount or be able to walk into God is calling for us to walk indoors God wants what's good God wants what's good for us. But as long as you hold on to what's draining you, you will never feel like you can amount to anything. God wants you to be free. Sometimes you got to yell like this and you got to shake yourself up because the Bible talks about radically dealing with sin. So I know sometimes us new uh, saints, the, the, the new age saints, the new believer, sometimes we'll look at what the seasoned saints have done for a long time and say, don't take all that. No. It takes all that because if you go into the gray area you, and because you don't understand your bandwidth or your capacity, you'll find yourself slipping away. And so I want to give it to you black or white so that you don't even get into the gray. It's not that I don't want you to be, it's not that I want you to be ignorant of the gray, but I don't want you to get in there. I want you to know that the gray is there, but I need you to stay on black or white because the Bible says that God spews and spits out what is lukewarm. I want you to be hot or cold hallelujah and so God is calling us to this place to be hot or cold hallelujah so spiritual exhaustion I just shifted gears a little bit 
But spiritual exhaustion will have you to be assigned or on assignment to where you'll move and do things out of frustration. I remember the other day after I got off of a, a ministry assignment, I, I was having a conversation and I was talking too much. I was saying too much. And somebody came around the corner and they heard what I said. I didn't mean to say that, but I was saying it out of an exhausting place. But you got to remember, we have to remember, not you, me too. All of us have to remember what spiritual exhaustion and physical exhaustion can push out of us. We'll begin to just say everything because now I don't have the strength to contain myself. I don't have the strength to not say what I'm not supposed to say. I don't have the strength to listen sometimes. You know how some, you have some friends and they say, I tried to tell you, don't say that. Hush, be quiet. Or you got some friends that's trying to break a fight up and you see somebody that's trying to climb over you and just wow, wow, wow. They just trying to go after. But I need to, and, and that's because I am so in a space where I'm now agreeing with my ex exhaustion than I am agreeing with my energy, my good energy, my, my spirit man. The Bible talks about um, lay aside every way. Yes, he says that. But then he tells us to be more concerned with the things of the spirit. Hallelujah. So let's jump into these examples where these leaders and these prophets, because we are leaders, we are innovators, we are agents, we are entrepreneurs, we are uh, spokespersons, we are billboards of the gospel. There are so many things that God is calling us to be. And, and we talked about the different parts in the body, right? So let's go to Numbers 20 and 10. But here's a moment where Moses is who he is, and he struck the rock out of frustration. Moses and Aaron gathered the people in front of the rock. And Moses said, now listen to me, you who turn against God. He's sick of them. Do you want us to bring water out of this rock? Then Moses lifted his hand and he hit the rock twice with his stick. Water began pouring out and the people and their animals drank it. So now here's the moment. But while this was a moment of exhaustion and an annoyance for Moses, hallelujah, the people still got what they need because, oh, hallelujah, help me. I don't want to be a place, I don't want to be to a place where I'm like toilet tissue, right? We use toilet tissue and we throw it out. It has its use, you're going to get what you need, and, and it may be a people decision, it may be something for the people, but that wasn't what I needed you to do. So now there's a consequence that I have to pay for. That's what Elijah had to do, whether it was by conversation with the father or even with Moses. I don't don't want to be like toilet tissue. I need to put that in the comment section. Don't want to be like toilet tissue. I want to fulfill the task, stick to the task, do the job, be successful in it, make the Lord smile. But at the same time, you know how when you go out there and you do what you're supposed to do and then you know you got to go talk to mama or daddy after it, like when we were younger and you knew it was going to be a conversation. They didn't even have to whip us or whoop us sometimes. It was just a conversation that would draw some tears out of us. Anybody else? It, it, maybe it's just me. Type on the comment section, tell me if it's just me. But here we have these moments when these leaders get flustered and it's because they have this moment of spiritual exhaustion. Let's go to Numbers 13 and 27. Slow down. Okay, yes, sir, I'm, I'm gonna slow down. Numbers 13 and 27. And I'm, I'm slowing, I'm, I'm going fast because uh, Wednesday was a little longer and I wanna stick to the task. Stick to the task, now that sticks out to me. You know, the Lord too, well, let, the Bible says that the answer is as near as the tongue, and I'm going to find that scripture if I can. But if, if I can't tonight, because I got to Google it and stuff, you can Google it. The answer is as near as the tongue. And sometimes we'll be talking about things, and you'll find that the Lord will give you an answer. And you'll be to say something that you didn't pay attention to. You got to pay attention to your own self sometimes. I'm in tune with the Lord, but stick to the task. Um, 
the 27th verse, they told Moses, we went to the land where you sent us, and it is fertile. It's a fertile land. It's there to produce. That's what this is saying. Here, hallelujah, God, I thank you. Here are some of its fruit. So here, the Lord has allowed the children of Israel to go over into the land that they, uh, later you'll see as we read, that they're now intimidated by because of the um, Amalekites being there. They're like giants. These are people that look like Goliath. So then when we move on, thank you, Jesus, move on to 28th verse, it says, but the people who live there are strong. Their cities are, are, are walled and very large. And then it goes on to say, we even saw some uh, Anakites there. The Amalekites live in the southern area. So th now it breaks all this down. But then if we jump to the 28th, uh, did I do the 28th verse? Let's jump to the 30th, the 30th and the 33rd verse. Then Caleb told the people near Moses to be quiet. He said, we should certainly go up and take the land for ourselves. We can certainly do it. Now, if we put this in context, the children of Israel have already had their journey of not really wanting what they wanted. Um, and so they going back and forth. They doing all of this. Now we got to go over into what we were promised as spies. I'm tired. Again, now they're operating from a place of survival. I'm, I'm spiritually exhausted. I'm kind of like over this now. But here, um, I got to have family around me, like family and friends, like Caleb, who will tell me, hello, hello, snap back into it. I know you're tired, but I'm here to remind you, somebody got to be spiritually rejuvenated. One of us got to have it. We can't all be exhausted and tired. Who's around me who got some strength? I got to make sure I'm not connecting with people by liabilities. Like what we share in common is our weaknesses. I got to share in common with you some strengths. Like sometimes I'm uncomfortable um, and I shouldn't avoid it just because I'm uncomfortable. But that discomfort could be that it's just simply new rather than it is wrong. And so the Lord is saying, behold, I am doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? But because we're spiritually exhausted, we don't contain or we don't see or realize that God is actually doing a new thing. It's not that this is wrong, and sometimes we can equate. Let me say it this way. I like how you're giving it to me, Holy Spirit. But sometimes we can equate discomfort with new. It's new. Like when you get a new shoe, it's a new shoe. You paid a good price for it. It's a good, a good, it make you look good. It make you feel good. It, it speaks to your confidence. But maybe the leather got to break a little bit. Well, maybe, maybe you just got to break the shoe in a little bit. You know how they say, oh, that runs small. But when I, when I get into it, it's going to mold to my comfort. It's going to mold to me because I'm supposed to have it. It's new. But I got, don't put it back because it, it got a little, little snug on it. Now, it's one thing if, if the tip of the shoe, right, is rubbing against them long toes. That's going to give you some corns. But if it's just a little snug and you know it's going to stretch, let it stretch. God is calling us to a place that is new. It may not feel comfortable the first time you get, because remember, for a long time, we've been exhausted. For a long time, we've been spiritually exhausted. So we've been judging and assessing and evaluating out of a place of exhaustion. So if I go into this new place and I'm exhausted, which is why, and I'm going to read those scriptures too, Elijah uh, dealt or went with the Lord and the Lord had him to be fed. He had him to sleep because and, and then he had him do it twice. So he had him sit down to eat twice and then he had him to sleep twice because the first time wasn't good enough. So the Lord said, I need you to do it again. What is the Lord calling for us to do again in this season before he gives us the new? Because he doesn't want us to say that the new is wrong out of exhaustion. So I thank God for his word. But again, do I have to somebody around me that can get me to Jesus when I can't get to him myself, when I'm so tired? 
when I'm trying to operate it out of... And you're not wrong. Feel what you feel. Feel what you feel, but confess your faults. Confess your issues. Say what they are. And then the word says that healing will come to you. So I hope that you were blessed by this word. I'm going to just give some more scriptures. But I have here in my notes, when we make mistakes... It can leave you spiritually and emotionally drained, but God redeems your mistakes. He redeems you. Furthermore, uh, we learn in, in, in this scripture of, um, of Elijah or the story of Elijah, the text tells us he went in the strength of that food for 40 days and 40 nights to Horeb. To Horeb, excuse me. And then it says, God wants us, I wrote in my notes, God wants us to grow in our understanding and of faith and worship his lifestyle. He doesn't want us to just have one thing. He wants us to have all of it. And so the other part that I have here is God cares so much about you until he cares about the food you eat. Let's go to Matthew 6 and 26. How am I doing on my time? Okay, um, the 26th verse, it says, look at the birds. This is just to remind you because when we're getting into spiritual exhaustion, and like I was telling you, the enemy will use you against yourself. He'll use those thoughts. He'll give you suggestions and ideas that don't match the Father. But here, the Lord is saying, look at the birds in the air. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, but your heavenly Father feeds them. Then it goes on to say, and you know that you are worth much more than the birds, right? I, I'm, I'm adding a question mark. But two, this is in red. Our bishop teach us what's in red is when Jesus is talking, okay? So let's read this again. He says, look at the birds in the air. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. And I'd like to think that the Lord is saying that to imply, but you do. You do. So if you even do that part of the equation, why would I leave you to not have nothing? Do you think the birds are more than more than you and so then it goes on in the 27th verse you cannot add any time to your life by worrying about it so quit worrying you ain't gonna give yourself no more time worrying is not gonna have you to have the solution worrying is not gonna make the days better worrying is not gonna have the conversation that needs to be had to actually make it happen Hallelujah. So he says then in the 20th verse, and why do you worry about clothes? Look at how the lilies in the field grow. I take care of it all. So make sure we're not into a spiritual place where we are so disconnected. Get back in your word. Get that word. Get some scriptures. Listen to some devotions. Download them podcasts from Bishop. Fill yourself up from the word. Consecrate. Separate yourself. Filter out your timeline on your social media. Make sure ain't every and anybody in your timeline. In this season, I intend to be intentional because I've been tired long enough. I've been tired of myself. And as a matter of fact, I'm so intentional to where now I'm watching what I say. I'm not going to just say that I'm sick and tired because I know that my words have power. Everything that you think is not of value, it is now of weight to me because I understand the dominion that I have, the promises that I have. What God has said is mine. And so the enemy will not have me to use uh, as a part of his strategy to, to devour me. In the name of Jesus, the devil is a liar. And so when my feet hit the floor, I don't get up tired. I'm getting up rejuvenated. I'm getting up declaring, decreeing what I haven't seen and understanding that I can see it. And as long as I speak to it, it will happen in the name of Jesus. But as long as I'm spiritually exhausted, 
I'm going to be running for my life and running out of survival mode. I think they're sharing with me that my time is up. And so I'm getting ready to get on out of here. But I love y'all and I hope that you are blessed by the word. Um, the, the other notes that I have here in 1 Kings 19. There, Elijah went into the cave and he stayed all night. Then the Lord spoke to him. I read that to you last uh, Wednesday. And he said, why are you here? Why are you here? And so then let's go to the 13th verse. There's another question that he asked um, that's having him to evaluate. And he asked him again, why are you here? In the 13th verse, when Elijah heard it, he covered his face. He went, then the voice of him said it again to Elijah. Why are you here? Okay, so let's go on down. Evaluate and assess. What is the glory that God is calling you to carry? And are you built for it? Yes, you are. But do you think that you're not? Or, you, or, or, or is it just that you're not in the right place spiritually? And then I have here in my notes to sat down somewhere. Go on and get your rest that you were called to get. That is a part of your makeup. What has your attention? Do you know what your attention is worth? Do you know why Facebook, Instagram, YouTube pay all of these dollars and make the investment into keeping your attention is because it's worth something. As long as I get your attention, that, that may lead you to do one other thing to pay for something else. Then they put the, the little, uh, what you call them, the little thing things in there. Help me out. What's the thing things? The um, ads. Yes, they put the ads in there because now that I have your attention, let me, let me, let me tickle your fancy. And so here um, the Lord is just calling us to get back focused. Hallelujah. There have been some misplacements in our lives, and in order for us to be revived, we have to focus in and stick to the task. Cast down your idols. Jose uh, 13, 1 through 11. It's my last scripture and I'm done. All right. People used to fear the tribe of Ephraim. They were important people in Israel, but they sinned by worshiping Baal, so they must die. But they still keep on sinning more and more. They make idols of their silver, idols of their cleverly, that are cleverly made and, and, they, and of their works of craftsmen. Yet the people of Israel say to each other, kiss those cast idols and sacrifice to them. Then it goes on to say, so these people will be like a morning mist that will disappear like the morning dew. Lord, help us today, Jesus. Let's jump down. I sound like my daddy, huh? Bishop. <laughs> so let's jump down. When you're reading it, you get some answers. You start thinking like, Lord, that's why he wants us to read. So let's keep joining. In the ninth verse, it says, Israel, I will destroy you. Who will be your helper then? This is God talking. What good is your king then? Can he save you in any of your towns? What good are your leaders? You said, give us a king and leaders. So I gave you a king, but only in anger because I was sick of y'all. But here's the Lord saying, cast down your idols. Cast down your idols because that too is contributing to your exhaustion. I hope you were blessed by the word. God, I thank you for your grace and your mercy. I thank you for your peace and your direction. God, I ask, Lord, that this word would rest on our hearts. God, allow us to retain it and allow it to direct us, Father, from day to day. Lord, we worship you and we cast down every idol. Forgive us, Father, for making our jobs an idol, for making our careers an idol, for making our loved ones an idol. Forgive us! Forgive us, Father, and we honor you. Forgive us, Jesus, for making this life here on earth an idol and not seeing that we're living to live a life after this one. Forgive us, Father. 
We cast down our idols in this moment, and God, we're asking, Lord, that you restore us so that we can choose what you want us to choose, so that we can say yes when you want us to say yes, so that we can say no when you want us to say no. Have us, Father, so that we're not feeling inadequate in return or in exchange for our spiritual exhaustion or rejuvenation or health, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we say yes to your will and yes to your way. God, for you are a good father. You're not a deadbeat father. And the point of the matter is you simply want us well. Hallelujah. You want us well and you want us free. And so God, we thank you for putting up with us, Father, even when we didn't touch base with you. Forgive us but we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your patience. Have us to grow in our ways of communication and understanding so that we can flourish for the journey you've called us to. God, we thank you. We give you the glory in Jesus' name. God, we're asking now that you touch these seeds that we're about to sow. And we're asking, Lord, that you just allow it to come back to us once again big in all of these ways that we've laid before your feet, these desires that we have. And, God, you said that in Ecclesiastes that there's some things that you put in our heart that, too, would match the time of eternity. And so there's a desire, there's a yearning, Father, that is coming from us. And, Lord, we're asking that you fill it up now. And, God, we're asking, Lord, that you just allow us to sow the seed that you're calling us to sow tonight and allow it to come back to us in the ways that you know we need. Not the ways that we want, but the ways that we need. And God, we give you the glory. All the praise, it belongs to you. In Jesus' name we pray. The ways of giving are available right there on the screen. You can sow your seed. We have PayPal. We have Cash App. We have Givelify. Hallelujah. We have every way of giving. You can mail your seed in. Don't forget to pay your tithes. I literally... I've seen God bless me because I'm sowing into fertile ground. So sow your seed um, and make sure you do all of the goodness. I got some quick announcements and I'm going to end it here, but still sow. Right on the screen, I'm sowing, I'm sowing, I'm sowing, I'm sowing. Let me see you tell me you're sowing. I see you saying, some of y'all, y'all saying it yet, that you're sowing. Are you sowing? Are you sowing? Tell me if you're sowing. Tell me if you're sowing. I'm sowing my seed. I'm not playing with this. I'm being intentional, and I mean this thing. I mean this thing. I, th I dare you to type, type in the comment section, I mean this thing. But there are a few things that are happening. One, uh, you saw our beautiful first lady come on screen, and she surprised us and joined us about the sister link. She came on and talked about the sister link. You can go to geikojic.org, and you can register so that you are a part of this. Her motto, first lady's motto, not her. Fred, look, that's a black mama for you. Don't refer to me as no her. I'm your mama. That's right. My mama, first lady, our mother, our spiritual mother, uh, her, the motto, I was about to say it again, Lord, the motto is together we stand and division is not an option. And then we have a community fire that is coming really soon. And we have a revival on September 25th, the 26th, and I think the 28th. So make sure you mark your calendars. And I hope to see you Sunday. Don't miss it. I love y'all. Happy Friday. Have a great weekend. But make sure you rest. Take some time off Saturday. Come to church. Take some time off after that uh, and get what you need. Get restored because we are defeating spiritual and physical exhaustion. God bless you.